Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. All I wanted to do was be just like Anne Frank and keep a diary of my daily happenings that might one day inspire the world. Of course, I lived a pretty boring life, but as a 12-year-old living out in the country, the height of conflict in my life involved squabbling with my siblings over who had to feed the chickens. No danger lurked downstairs, and my two entries to Kitty, scrawled in an old spiral notebook, held no poignant truths about the nature of humans. Looking back at the childish entries and lonely, unfilled notebook, I see no hint that my feeble attempts at journaling would end up inspiring me to change the world. The summer I turned 14, I worked at a summer camp. I found myself working with 60 other teenagers and young adults, and I developed a raging crush on not one, but two fellow staff members. My emotions played crack the whip with me on a daily basis. I found a little spiral notebook and poured out my feelings of angst as I flirted my way through the summer. Much to my chagrin, Neither young man considered me anything more than a little sister. A good thing, since they had reached the legal age. By the time I turned 17, I had returned to the same summer camp, this time as a horsemanship director. I wrote about my trials again, this time in a stenographer's notebook. By now, I had started reading the Bible on a regular basis, and my entries turned out half prayer, half lament. The same two boys, now in their early 20s, caused the bulk of my angst, again, along with co-workers and stubborn horses. When I started college that fall, my relationship with Jesus had grown to the point that my journaling entries started off as prayers each morning and ended up a combination of observations, the occasional lament, and plenty of selfish requests. Over the past 40 years, I have continued to write in journals. I talk to God more often and whine less. Sometimes I lament and rail against those who frustrate, anger, or enrage me. For the past 10 years or so, I have only missed a handful of days. I get up before everyone else, prepare my decaf skinny latte, and settle down in my glider rocker for time with God. Sometimes I study my Bible with more intensity than others, and I journal about what I read. I pray for other people, praise God for His goodness, count my blessings, and ask for strength and guidance for the day. At times, I'll return to my journal later in the day or evening, especially if I've had a rough day at work or if Pedro and I have had an argument. As I write, I start to see things from a different perspective. Two or three pages later, I have usually achieved inner resolution or peace about the problem. I know the next step and feel courageous enough to take it. A few years ago, I went back through the journals from the cancer year, expecting to find details about diagnosis and treatment. I read page after page and only found minimal references to cancer. Mostly, I read words of praise to God, along with pleas for strength and grumblings about certain people who made my life difficult. Even in my darkest hours, I found myself journaling for mental health without even realizing it. When we write down our thoughts, feelings, and experiences, we validate them. We acknowledge those things are true for us, and they have value in our lives. Acknowledging and validating our feelings gives us permission to step away from them and analyze what we want to do with them. As a 14-year-old with multiple crushes, journaling helped me understand I wasn't a bad person for liking two boys at once. 
Writing my feelings down ended up helping me understand why I liked both boys, which came in handy later on when I was ready to look for a permanent relationship with a man. As a 34-year-old with two young daughters and a husband circling the drain, journaling helped me understand, in my darkest hour, God was with me. Writing my feelings down helped me understand the importance of absolute trust and my inability to change things on my own. For some people, like me, getting thoughts on paper helps a person sort through them. Reading over what I have written helps me see where I've used faulty reasoning or harsh judgment. The act of writing helps dissipate the violence of my emotions. If I stew on paper, I don't need to ruminate for hours or days over a problem. I excise it, examine it, and move on. Researchers with letters after their names back up my experience with academic studies. I'll leave some links in the show notes. Their studies show how journaling can improve health in those with asthma and arthritis. In addition, those who journal regularly visit the doctor less often. Although my first attempts at writing a diary that would change the world failed, my later attempts at writing ended up changing my world. My impulsive need to use words as weapons against others when I feel threatened has morphed into a daily habit where I use words as tools to help me better understand myself. And self-knowledge forms that basis of mental wholeness and improved mental health. So here are four hacks to help you start journaling. If you've never tried journaling before, I suggest starting small. Hack number one, find some supplies. Find a pretty journal, or if you're a guy, find a handsome journal, or an empty notebook. If colorful pins make you happy, use them. Personally, I love fountain pens, so I treated myself to a nice one a few years ago. I started out using a little spiral-bound notebook, then I moved to a stenographer's journal, and finally I moved to composition notebooks. After using those for about 25 years, I decided that I wanted something, well, a little prettier, or nicer, or easier to travel with. So I found a nice leather cover, and I buy an insert that I stick inside of it. I'll leave a picture on the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. Anyhow, I love it because I can take it with me, it looks elegant, and it doesn't scream, I'm a journal full of personal thoughts. Hack number two, make the time and find some space. Find a place where you can keep your journal and sit in comfort. I have a small table beside my glider rocker, as well as a small lamp and a candle. Make a commitment to write at about the same time each day for just five minutes. Once you form the habit, you'll discover that you can write for longer periods of time. Do whatever you need to do to form the habit. Find a trigger, maybe your morning cup of joe, and take that with you to the place where you're going to write in your journal. Or you could journal in the evening, the last thing before you go to bed. Whatever you do, start forming a habit. You can check out Self Care Hacks Podcast 043 or Self Care Hacks Podcast 078 for more information on habit forming. Hack number three, know your why. Why? Why do you want to journal? I'll leave a link to a free self-care checklist that can help you sort out your why. Because it's much easier to form a new habit when we know why we want to form it. Remember, journaling is a proven method to improve your mental health. So, it's a great habit to start. Hack number four, content. It's up to everyone what they write in their journal. As I shared earlier, I've had everything from complaints and praise and prayer requests and thoughts about what I'm reading in the Bible in my journals. And sometimes my journals turn into one of those sessions where I just vent on paper. 
and that's okay. Lately, they start with a list of things that I'm grateful for. I write down anywhere from five to ten things that I feel grateful for, and I find that this helps put me in the right mindset to be positive and thankful. Then I copy a Bible verse. I usually find the verse of the day on the YouVersion app and copy it down or copy something from the same chapter. Next, I usually apply what I've read to my life and I have a little discussion with God about what that verse means for me or what he wants me to understand from that verse. Sometimes I write out a prayer or a conversation with God. Sometimes I ask myself questions, and sometimes I end by praying specifically for other people in my life. But remember, whatever you choose to do will be a great start. You can decide what content you want to put in there, and you can decide how long you want to journal every day. But the important thing is journaling. Journaling helps us improve our mental wholeness and our mental health. Don't forget the four hacks for starting your journey to journaling to better mental health. Number one, find the supplies that you need. Hack number two, designate time and space for journaling. It will make it much easier to form the habit. Hack number three, know your why. Why do you want to journal? How do you think it will help you improve your mental health? And hack number four, content. The content is up to you. You can make it a combination of praise and prayer journal. You can make it a journal with just your emotions and feelings. You do what you think will be most helpful to you. Come back next week when I share some self-care hacks for helping you find your pod of friendly support. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.